The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here. Welcome to my show, my weekly podcast, where each week I come to you to bring you my thoughts, ideas, perspectives on living better in the modern world, being specifically healthier and happier. Those two concepts go hand in hand in my approach. You'll rarely, if ever, and if you do, it's probably a mistake, ever hear me talk about health separate from happiness. They are intertwined. The reason they are intertwined is because I believe that one is dependent on the other. Both exist, need to exist for either of them to be a reality for you. Was that was that really well said? I think it was. I'm not going to even try to improve on that. I will say that the happier you are, the healthier you are. And the truly healthier you are, the happier you are. And if you, for some reason, try to say, well, I'm just going to try to make my life happy but still treat my body really, really badly and not exercise and not take care of myself on, a, on that level, I think that's going to be a roadblock. Likewise, if you go, I'm going for the six-pack uh, and I'm going to eat you know, only foods that start with the letter G and that's it, uh, then uh, I think you're going to be you know, all eggs in that basket at the expense of your happiness. Not to, not to, look, not to diss the all G food diet. I, I think it's fantastic, but it is short term. I mean, you can only go on green beans and grapes and gascotch for not very long because we have, you know, eventually you're going to burn out on that. You can't keep that up. You just can't keep it up. If you're just joining me, uh, here's what else you can't keep up. Maybe listening to this podcast and that's okay. I will say, go back and listen to old episodes um, to hear what I have to say on a whole range of subjects and also, um, you know, guests now and then that, that I sprinkle in to, to help drive the point home, learn from their perspectives and how they've been able to achieve what they've been able to achieve. It's all part of the same picture. All right. Anyway, I'm glad you guys are here. I got some stuff to talk about this week. You know that I do. Otherwise, why would I come here? Episode 195. Anybody listening to this podcast before knows that I'm a huge fan of, of even, you know, not even numbers, but just like clear cut 195. It's solid. It's just a good 194 is like, eh, it's not quite 196 is just, just too much. 195 lands. Perfect. I'm only five episodes away from episode 200. I don't even know uh, what I'm going to do for that one. Probably wear a special outfit. I still, after 195 ep- episodes, can't quite grasp the point, the, the, the reality that podcasts are not visual. So I may just dress up for me. Uh, and you guys will enjoy that. Not at all. Uh, this is, I call it a solutions-based podcast. What you will hear me say is uh, a lot about the nature of our existence as the human species, uh, what I believe we're not doing super great at and other things we're doing okay. And I'll talk about that. But at the end of the day, I've got a very uh, clear solution in mind. It's my unique small steps approach. Um, so no no um, no discussion of of issues uh, that are that are divorced from a solution. I don't go and we suck. Good luck. Talk to you next week. It's more like we don't suck. We're all trying. I am too. And here's here's a way that I think we can do better, and that is my small steps approach. So you'll hear me talk about that a lot. Um, yeah, another avenue that you can find out about me and my approach uh, very very uh, clearly again is through my YouTube channel. 
Um, you can search on Sid Garza Hillman. All that stuff comes up. SidGarzaHillman.com is where you can you can watch all my videos on my website, by the way, every single one of them. So that's how that goes. But also you can uh, buy stuff that's related to this podcast or you can find out about my coaching. More on that in this episode. I just finished up with an awesome client. And uh, man, the juice of the um, of this, right? Just just uh, your guys' emails. Uh, your guys' is, is totally a word, by the way. Uh, Scrabble that one and um, yeah, just 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 you guys are giving me the stuff, man. And so I, I appreciate everybody everybody who is here each week or or whenever uh, as you guys come and check this out and try these concepts on in your own lives and shoot me an email telling you telling me how how it goes. I, I really like that. Um, <clears throat> I will mention I'm just gonna do this every week now because it just keeps coming up. Just these kind of comments that go like. Oh yeah, I can't small step that one. I, I gotta go big on this one. And I go, here we go again. The number one biggest misconception about my approach is that a big, a seemingly big act is not a small step. It, it's I know it sounds weird, but this is a mind mindset. My small step, and maybe I could have come up with a better name. But when you are a small stepper, see, I don't talk about doing small steps. I mean, I do, but more importantly, I'm talking about being a small stepper because when you are a small stepper, that is a mindset. That's a philosophy. Then when you do the small steps, they are of a size that works for you, that causes you minimal stress. The size of anyone's small steps differs. And so if you are um, ready to take on a whole bunch, then that will be your small step. But a small stepper knows that regardless of where they start with a step, if it's too much, they know the success and we know the success of backing back down. And that is the small stepper's uh, strength and success of saying, that was too much. I'm bringing it back down. I'm not going to forge ahead and lead to burnout and my willpower just drain the tank drained so that I can't hang out with my kids because I'm just a angry and exhausted. No, I'm going to back this back down because I want it to fit in the rest of my life. We, as small steppers, consider the entirety of our lives when we decide to do anything. And oftentimes, the the draw of the diet or the draw of the f- quick fix is so attractive. It, it seems amazing. And again, I've talked about this ad nauseum, but it plays into that desire that we have, hardwired for pleasure. We want to feel good. We so do want to feel good. So it totally makes sense that we're going to be drawn to something that makes a promise of minimal input and maximum output. And But it just doesn't work. It's it, The world doesn't, our lives don't work that way. We don't, if there's an exception, then it's such a rarity that I, I wouldn't even bring it up in general. It takes work and struggle and more importantly, long-term consistency to achieve Anything that we want, anything you you, when you go for the hack to try to skip from A to Z, <clears throat> even if you achieve Z, it's usually going to be at the expense of your overall health and happiness. Or you get Z, but you it doesn't last. Z doesn't stick around. Z goes, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to send you right back to B because, or back to A because you didn't know how to get from A to B, B to C, and so on and so forth. Don't test me on the alphabet. I don't know, and I can't remember the tune of the damn song. I think it was um, Lucky Star or something, if I wish upon. I don't remember. Do you guys know that, that the alphabet has the same tune as um, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Did you know that? I'm glad that you came here because that's going to be a fact that you can take away with you in this wonderful episode 195. Uh. 
I totally was not going to talk about that this this week. I'm not not, not the alphabet <clears throat> and twinkle twinkle little star. I was not going to talk about the what I'm just about to talk about. <clears throat> I really wasn't, and I'm only doing it because. I'm drinking a mushroom coffee that I'm not particularly enjoying, um, and but that's what it is. I've had one. This is my second cup of coffee for the entire day, and it's like 7 p.m. Pretty good, right? Like my coffee. I talked about it last week. My coffee intake is is coming down, which is good. I still love it as much as I love it, but just what it is. Um, apparently, I pissed somebody off, and here I'll do that on occasion, and it's and and. I can't appeal to everybody. I know that. And I know also this fact that this podcast is nutty, nut, nut. It just is. And I don't know what to do about that. Nothing. I know I know exactly what to do about it. Nothing. Because I deliver it to you. You have a choice whether to turn it on or, or not. And if you do turn it on, you have a choice of whether to come back or not. And that's absolutely fine. This Trust me when I tell you, I, more than anybody else, know this podcast ain't for everybody. Totally know that dig okay <clears throat> but it's for some people my mom for instance um but i got a negative review and i I'll, once in a while I'll, I'll i'll jump on my reviews and just kind of oh get the lay of the land see what you know people are kind of you know digging and they're overwhelmingly like so so nice and ama- i mean 99 percent are 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 great and, and then there was the one star for the butter coffee that I was teasing and I'm gonna stick by that till the cows come home because they are gonna come home because they're like we're not doing butter coffee anymore <clears throat> and so I kind of had fun with that one um, but the new one that came in uh, and I mean this is the absolute hundred percent truth okay um, said that he was he or she I, I can't tell was angry because I got political and I criticized another viewpoint politically. <clears throat> now, here's what I'm 100% truthful about. I'm telling you, I don't have any memory of saying that. So I've got to go back. I, I listened to last week's episode and there was nothing there. I mean, I listened to the week before usually, but I'm like three or four behind. We, we, it, it, things got busy. I was traveling. I went to New York and I just didn't have a chance to sort of listen to my own podcast. I generally do that to take notes on my own stuff and you know, learn from my own delivery and you know see places to improve, what's working, what's not, et cetera, et cetera. So I've got to go back. I listened to 194, but I like I haven't listened to 190 through 194, uh, three. So I there's obviously something there. I literally texted Bree, my buddy Bree, if you guys seen my YouTube video, she appears now and then. She's a good buddy of mine. And I said, hey, um, and I know she listens to the podcast. I'm like, hey, did, 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 so this happened. And 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 did you, what did I say? <laughs> so, because I don't know. I really don't know. Like I don't, I don't have a script, you guys, if you haven't guessed. I have general bullet point notes and I go off topic and it's it's what that is but not I mean I have a guidelines and I follow them but sometimes one subject leads to another so I'm totally admitting that I probably said something off the cuff but it was not a no I didn't say in my notes my policy on this podcast from day one <clears throat> excuse me I'm not getting verklempt I just mm. Mushroom coffee. My policy from day one was two two main points aside from the subject matter. I wasn't going to swear, and, and no, I totally swear. And like I've just I'm just a drunken sailor when I'm not on this podcast. But I thought I just don't want to swear on the podcast. I've had guests who have sworn, but th- I can't like muzzle them, and I'm not going to. I don't, I have to take the time to edit. Who has the time? Who has the time? Um, but I don't swear. The second is that I, I I have stayed away from politics, like every because I don't give a crap. I, it's not an in, of interest to me, really. And if you notice, 
and you guys kind of know the circles that I run in and the veg fests and these kinds of things. But if you notice, I don't really talk labels too much. I don't talk vegan, vegetarian, paleo, except to sometimes dive in to sort of make fun of those labels because I want to, and, and for fun, but I want to get beneath, I'll call it behind the veil. I want to talk about the ideas. That same goes for politics. I want to talk about the ideas, but but not really about politics. I want to talk about human ideas. I want to talk about character and 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 honesty and and ideas. I want to talk about values and standards and people individually getting to more of them, learning who they are deep down and becoming that over time. I find labels to be useful, of course, but sometimes in, in the in the effort to improve our lives, sometimes labels can actually be prohibitive. They can be, uh, they can turn people off or they can, they can um, make people feel pressure uh, because then they're not doing the label perfectly. And, and I want people to arrive wherever they arrive on their own. I've done 190, this is my 195th episode. I don't really have to justify this. You can listen to 194 episodes and you'll know exactly where I'm coming from on this. Now, why am I bringing up a one one star review of out of 125 five star reviews or four and five? Um, because because it's my policy. If somebody doesn't like my podcast, I'm not going to like talk about every bad review I ever get in the future. If they don't like my book, it's what it's taste. I don't. I can't. I, I'm happy with it. I like the podcast. I'm like my book. Good. I like my YouTube channel. I'm not going to appeal to everybody, but I am going to mention this one because I really do and have made an effort to never talk politics. And if I did, it probably is what was a throwaway comment in one episode. But again, I got to go back and listen to hear what the hell I said as if it's just not me, but that's what it is. But I will say this, and I'm this will be the first and last time I ever talk politics on purpose. I could slip again, but on intentionally. I'm not a member of any political party, literally not a member of any political party. I have ideas about politics like many people have ideas. Some of the ideas I have fall into the conservative realm and other ideas I have definitely fall into the liberal realm. Uh, it, it, it is about ideas for me. I appreciate hearing somebody who is well thought on both sides uh, and, and independent parties alike. I love hearing ideas and people talk about ideas. What I don't like are are people who talk BS that that I don't like and 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 intentionally lie or intentionally say what if I say this how will this play I don't like that I think it's a broken system now many of you listening to me are going to think that I'm talking about one party I ain't talking about one party I'm talking about both parties I'm talking about the reason why in the United States anyway the approval rating of our entire government is so low not just the president but low all around because people are not standing up and I find this is why as a small stepper, I am talking about the individual. I am talking about people getting to the core of who they are. Why? Because, and this could be absolutely naive, but the reason is, is because I believe deep down <clears throat> we are way more similar than we are different. I think that because of the market and because of the news media and all the spin that I hear on both sides, trust me, everything I turn, this is why I don't listen to news anymore. I don't care what channel. It's spin, and, and when you agree with the spin, you go, this, somehow that's okay, but when you don't agree with the spin, you don't think that's okay. There are some people who are have integrity out there, for sure, and I try to link up more or listen to them more often. Same in the health and happiness realm, completely, by the way. Um, but I, but, I, but I, I, the reason I, I want to bring this up again is because I don't want to go into politics, but I, but I want to talk about ideas. So I, I will just say this. Uh, there 
I, I have to listen. I should, probably should have listened to what I said first. I will go back and listen to it. But again, I ain't touching this subject again. I respect ideas and I respect integrity and I respect, I respect character. And I want people to get in touch with who they are because when more people do that, even if there's differing opinions, there's a re- basic mutual respect. That is not happening much in this country. I'm 48 years old. I've been around a little while. It is so divisive and so so much vitriol out there that it, it is depressing to me and also a justification further for me to just not focus on it because I am focused on this podcast because I'm focused on my work at the Stanford Inn. And I just finished an incredible retreat with people that can, great people. Um, I'm focused on my YouTube channel. Why? Because it's positive and I'm, and this is where I'm sitting right now in my life. Before it was music and acting, which was positive for me too, especially the music. Um, this is where I'm sitting right now. And, and I'm fully like focused 99.9 or a, try to fo- be focused 100% on delivering you my thoughts and my solutions at the same time. But am I going to slip up and say something? Yes. And most of the time, I'm not going to give a crap about it. But I did this time because I don't want to talk politics. I just don't. I'm not interested in it. I want you to know who you are. And then however you vote is great for you. And you're never going to hear judgment from me. If it if I period, it's none of my business anyway. But I want you to if you if it's from you, then you don't need anybody's approval or anything. You know where it's coming from. Got it? Okay. That's definitely the mushroom coffee. You know what it's not? It's not the mushroom coffee talking. The mushroom coffee is so hippie that I would just be like, it's all good. It's all good. Mm." And look, the fact is that person's not even listening to this podcast. I'm just saying for you guys. If anybody else was out there like, that wasn't cool because I'm I'm a member of that party. There's no judgment about parties and ideas. There's not. Is there judgment about people and delivery? Yeah, you bet your ass there is. And I think there should be. I think we do better when we judge. You've heard me talk about that before, right? Never bought into the don't judge. We judge. It already happens. We already judge. We judge. That's what we do as human beings. We have an amazing brain that can look at things and assess things and say this is good or bad or whatever. And I think that's great. And for us to shy away from that means we shut off this entire thing. I think we should say, let me judge better. Let me find out more information. Let me get more informed so I can make a better judgment. So I'm not shooting from the hip. So I'm actually making an informed decision. Uh, and then about our own lives and about how well we live our own lives. Dig? Do you dig? Really? Okay, good. Um, okay, so where where am I at? I do work at the Stanford Inn, stanfordinn.com. I want to talk about the retreat a little bit because super, super duper cool. Um, one of the, I, just a great group of, there was, there was a group of people and, and sometimes when you start a retreat, you know, if the people don't lock, like they're not all together, they join the retreat separately. And so, you worry because you go, oh, what if there's people who just like clash, right? And But I have to tell, knock on wood, come in. Oh, wait, that was me. Um, knocking on the wood. Uh, if they, this hasn't happened. Like in gen, I don't think one time, I think there was somebody who just like left the first day because they were nutty, nut, nut, not in a good way. They just, I'm out of here. And they were kind of crazy. Stole the phone out of a room. It literally like left and stole the phone. Jeff Stanford went to the nearest trash can, opened it, and the phone was in there. I mean, that guy was unbalanced. Not, not Jeff, but the guy. So, so, so other than him, every retreat's been really great. Um, and so really good group of people and great questions and, and just, you know, people who, like, are embarrassed to ask a question. I love, I want, we, I don't care what, again, what label you fall under with, with regard to your diet or your lifestyle or whatever, 
there's a lot that we don't know, including me. And, and, I, and I think that we, when we get hung up on labels or when we get hung up on these kinds of constructs, we, we, then we go, I'm in too deep. It's like when you've seen somebody 30 times and you don't remember their name and then you're just like, now I can't ask what their name is. Like it's just, I, it, now I ask what their name is, it's horrible. So what I do is I go to somebody I do, you know, who's a kind of a friend, I go, go up to that person and I go, what was your name? Hi, I, introduce yourself and just meet them first and le- let me hear what they say in response. That's how I get people's names. Very crafty. I'm extremely crafty that way. Um, but really good. But again, uh, some questions about, you know, the identity. And I talk about this in my newest YouTube video, actually, where I go pretty deep and, and more than I ever have on my music. And, um, you can listen to the pot. You can listen to the video. I, the reason I mentioned it a little bit here is because I know that some people listen to the podcast, but don't watch my videos and vice versa. Um, music has for some reason reared its head. I, I, I was talking to a client that I just finished up with actually, but, um, like, I don't remember a point, um, at which, and I think I talked about this on touching the trail podcast too. I don't remember like the switch that went off where I was like, now I'm going to start songwriting again. Like there really wasn't a switch. It's just, it's been on my radar because of because it was a small step of playing once a week, even if for three minutes. Um, but when the book finished and the race finished, it I just it just happened. I, it wasn't a conscious decision. And I really like, this isn't me, by the way. I've been doing this a long time and I've worked with many, many clients. This happens with a lot, if not most, if not all of them, which is, Things happen seemingly unconsciously. All of a sudden, they find themselves doing things. It's not this kind of direct, I'm going to stop binge eating. Therefore, I'm going to stop doing this and then this and then this. That's kind of a diet. That's like, I'm going to do this on day three. What I hear from clients is like, yeah, it was weird. I was last night, I was walking outside for a few minutes before I sat down to eat. And and then I just, I didn't overeat. And they say it like it's like a they're watching a movie. Well, then I, I all of a sudden I was at work and and I just I wasn't as stressed at work. Um, all of a sudden I was working. I, I I started to get a little upset and then I I kind of just took a just an automatic deep breath and and then I just was like I, it just like went away. But they act like it's like not them. It, it's the coolest. I mean, in a very cool way. They're just watching it happen. And what they're watching, by the way, is themselves emerging in their own lives. It's that, it's that great little space between the, the, the things you've been doing and who you are. And, and the things you've been doing are make up maybe most of your day. And then when you small step, the, the little bits of you start to emerge. And the, the other you, the not me, if the me, not me game, if you're just joining me, the not me sort of watches this happen. That's the shift. And, and that's the shift where all of a sudden when they see that and they start to feel what that's like and the feel, the, I've talked about the feel, the rightness of this. It's like, oh, that just feels right. Like it's just, and this emergence of the strength that I talk about that all of you have already and the power and just where that all of a sudden it's like a spring, like the water just kind of comes out and it's, that's what happens and you watch it and you go, holy crap. And it feels a little weird, like it's not you, but it really is actually you, like mostly more you than anything you did yesterday more you it, it but it's just new old but new deep down already existing already there but it's new to you and you're watching it and it's this amazing feeling and and you can you can grab that by by being very clear before you act 
it out in your life. Be very clear about who you are. And this is a thing that I talk about that, it, that, that I mean, it's why I work with clients. And, and, and again, I talk about in the podcast so you can get it, but go back to old, listen to old episodes. Um, but it's, it's really hard to wrap our heads around that, that first task that I talk about, which is to write who you are or no, to write your ideal life. I'll put it that way. It is who you are, but in the beginning, just, you may not be clear about that, but write your ideal life in the present tense. It's happening as if it's happening now. If you're not healthy or you're not at a healthy weight, let's say you write, I am at a healthy weight. If, if, if that's your, if that's your ideal, if it's your ideal. Um, you've never exercised a day in your life, but you, you, in ideal life, you run marathons because that always sounded fun. I, ru- I run marathons as if it's already happening. Not I will, not I'll work toward it, but I write, I run marathons. That kind of clarity is the, is the starting point of change. We often embark on things to change our lives without being very clear about where we're going or where we want to go or who we truly are. That's first and foremost. Don't act it out for a moment yet. Be very clear about who you are, your values. What's hard about this is the hardest thing about this, and it's very interesting because um, one of the people from the retreat, this lovely person, and I really had a great time with these people. They were just so so nice. But she emailed me this um, this article uh, yesterday, and so the retreat it was at the end, and we did you know nutrition classes and cooking classes and all this kind of stuff, and so we just had some really good fun. My classes are fun. Look, I'm just gonna say that right now. Just, I make them light and fun. I'm not like and turn to page four of your of your book and we will discuss the macronutrient proportions of a berry um i mean i do cover that i'm just saying it the delivery is a little bit better she sent me a an article um from the new york times and it's was right up the alley it says why it's so hard to admit you're wrong and it's a it's science-based so they're talking about studies where people you know, it's interesting. So this is so cool because, you know, I'm like the anti-quick fix guy, right? And so some of the article talks about how refusing to apologize can give you actually short-term bump in self-esteem. Like you just, I'm sticking to my guns and I'm not, even though you know that you're on some level, and this is where I, this is how I interpret it. I interpret it as the me, not me. I know, I know regardless of how you might act and Trust me when I tell you, I have been in this situation. It's been a while. I think it was, gosh, maybe, yeah, yesterday uh, when I, you know, did something wrong and just like didn't want to admit it, you know, like didn't want to apologize. And they cite this sort of short-term bump in self-esteem, but lo and behold, guess what happens long-term, right? Long-term, you, you get it. You get the, you get the, it, it, it you get your comeuppance. Right? You, you see what I'm saying? You get your comeuppance. All of a sudden, long term, you're feeling it. You're feeling the the potentially uh, damaging your relationships. You're con- there's confusion there. There's like the dissonance rears its head. Cognitive dissonance means it's it's when you know something but you're acting in a different way. Like you go, um, I I am very kind to people, but then you find. Like you, that's what you value, but then you go to work and you're just like a jerk to everybody. That's cognitive dissonance. Now, what they're finding is that instead of somebody going, my God, I really think I'm kind to people, but it seems that I'm really not kind to people in reality. What they're finding is people justify their actions and say, those people deserved it. I would be kind to them, but they don't, they don't deserve my kindness. And we sort of do what it takes to make ourselves right. This is a very complicated situation, right? Because... All the things that this article even talks about, and I'll link to it in the show notes, you know, 
talk about this sort of like when you're more aware and, and all these kinds of ideas of like, you know, getting what I, how I would say, getting closer and, and, and more clear about who you are. What does that take? That takes time. That takes silence. That takes a, a focus. And frankly, we're tired and we're busy and we have to go to work and we have children and we're carpooling and we're buying and we're stressed about finances. And on top of that, we got to deal with this crap. Of course, it's easier for us to just be like, look, I didn't do anything wrong because I got to, by the way, I got to go take my kids to soccer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the time it takes to, I mean, literally the article says, um, typically it manifests uh, as confusion, stress, embarrassment, and guilt, and guilt, right? These feelings do not, I'm reading this now, These those feelings do not necessarily mean you are in the wrong, but you can at least use them as reminder to explore the situation from an impartial perspective and objectively question whether you, at, you are at fault. So what it's saying is when you are in cognitive dissonance, you'll, you'll try to preserve you being right because it's sort of like that's who I am. But the problem is, is you will feel these things come up because it is dissonance. It is in conflict with who you truly are. And the article is saying, so yeah, use those as tools to, to come at it more from an impartial perspective and, and, and objectively question those things. Well, that's, that's the very definition of easier said than done. I mean, that's hard to do. To, to, that's a process. That, that's one of those like throwaway things like, hey, just just look at it a little more objectively. Oh, OK. But see, I haven't paid my taxes yet. So I have to spend all weekend entering my receipts and also figuring out how the hell I'm going to pay a tax bill since the money I have is just gone. But yes, yeah, sure. I'll sit down and deal with the feelings of of confusion, stress and embarrassment and really try to and analyze this on a more objective level while my child is is crying in the background. You got it. Two things. One. I am at the point as a small steps coach and host of this here podcast to say right now it is about the knowledge only. It is, a, and this knowledge, I mean, who you are such that the, and this is, this is, this is again, also falls kind of in the, in the easier said than done situation. But to me, not in the moment, because usually there's emotions and heated, but the me, not me game is that night saying when I did that thing, that wasn't me. And that's where you stop. That, that's where it ends. It's not, I should have done this. I'm bad because I did that. I'm a crappy person because, but I'm very clear that when I did that thing, that wasn't who I am. I, I believe that knowledge has incredible power in it. A, a, enough power to actually make a change long-term if you stick to the process of learning. I do believe that. I do believe that you will find yourself all of a sudden down the line, how long? Don't know. But down the line, be actually behaving differently in a situation and going, holy crap, having one of those moments like I described where you go like, I all of a sudden this guy said this thing and usually I would have reacted and I just didn't. I just was like calm. That's when you are more in touch with who you are. Dig? Got it? Okay. So I, very interesting article. Um, again, I will link to it in the show notes, but totally kind of cool. Um, okay. Mm. So cognitive dissonance. I mean, that's the very like thing of of the struggle of being a small stepper is, or or of anything is, you know who you are. When you write in your first task, uh, I run marathons, but you don't even get off a couch. That's cognitive dissonance. That's you saying, I am a runner deep down, but I ain't running. And so the there's a there's a a, a very natural 
pressure and stress and guilt and shame associated with it. I'm a crappy person. I'm not living my, and that's where I come in with the small steps and say, yeah, marathon down the line, maybe. But right now, what could you do literally right now that isn't going to cause stress to you, but is going to get you closer to that person? Is it one minute off the couch walking around your living room? Okay, then that's where you're going to start because that makes you feel good and that makes you feel more you in that moment. Those things add up. Those things add up. Now, for somebody else, they could be like, I am freaking over it. I can't deal with another moment sitting on a couch. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm pissed. I, I can't believe I left. It's just a cut, like all of a sudden. And they go, I, I'm going to start walking 45 minutes a day. And they can do that with minimal stress. That's their small step. Dig? But that's what you got to find out. If you've ever worked with me and you're listening to this podcast, which I don't even know why you would, I'm joking. You'll know that I don't write people's uh, steps lists. I don't go, here's your steps list. Good luck. We have a discussion. The work is, is, is in the discussion. You can do it yourself, but I'm just saying that's the work. The work isn't, here's a, steps, here's a step for you. It's just small. The work is me saying, what can you take on right now? And it's back and forth. Well, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could, what if you do this? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, boom, boom on the list. Worst case, too much. Back it off. Other worst case, too small, ramp it up in two days. I mean, really, that's the give and take of it. You can't get that from somebody handing you a plan that says do this on day four and measure this and count this. What if you don't want to? What else are you going to do? There's nothing else. You have no ideas because you haven't been part of the process of crafting that reality for you, that long-term change. Dig? Okay. Um, I'm going to sprinkle another announcement here. My, I Totally. I should probably leave it at the end, but I'm not going to. My new book, I'm very excited about it, you guys. This week, I'm supposed to get uh, comps for the interior to see how that's going to look and be designed. I don't know what it's going to look like. I hope I like it. Anyway, it's available for, for pre-order on Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble and Powell's and wherever. Um, raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family do uh, it will hit the actual physical shelves on September 19th, and you know you can actually get the physical book. There will be a Kindle edition, too. Um, it's coming out on Roundtree Press, same publisher as my first book, Approaching the Natural Health Manifesto. I will be in uh, Durham, North Carolina for the Triangle Veg Fest speaking there, trianglevegfest.com, August 26th and 27th in Durham, and in Portland, Oregon on October 14th and 15th. That's nwveg.org slash vegfest. nwveg.org slash vegfest. I may be in Los Angeles in September. I haven't heard. But I, there, well, I mean, I, you know, there's been talk. Dig? My new company, so close. I mean, I really could be launching it in the next few weeks. Uh, if you're getting, if you're listening to this episode around June 2017, um, if you're listening to it in June 2019, I'm assuming that I launched it and I now own most of Manhattan based on this website. I, look, I just, it's, per, it's conjecture. Um, but I'm very excited about it. So here's what you can do for yourself is go to sidgarzahillman.com and enter your email address in to get on my mailing list. Again, I'm the worst marketer in the world, so I'm going to tell you, do it now. You can always unsubscribe later. But if you do it, you will get notifications. I'm going to launch, do a do a, an initial launch at a huge discount, probably over 50% of the cost 
of the total cost for the first group of people to sort of dive into it. It's done. But, you know, the idea is you get it for 50% and you sort of, here's what works. Oh, I caught a typo. Like, you know, any kind of feedback you can give me or not doesn't matter. But that's just kind of the group that's going to ink it and, and let us make some changes as necessary as needed. I'm doing that right now with the testers, but that's how it's going to be with the first launch. So go to go to SidGarzaHillman.com and put your email address in. By the way, you'll get a free chapter of my first book by doing that. What? That's crazy. Why wouldn't you do that? And then you can be on the list for the, uh, for the announcements. Okay. Okay. Um, one more article, uh, that I'm going to mention before I dive into the, the actual subject, nay meat of this week's episode is yet another study. Kidding me? So cool. Uh, this is from science daily. Again, I'll link to it. Ready? Timing meals later at night can cause weight gain and impair fat metabolism. Good night, Johnny. What have I been talking about? What have I been what have I been talking about the last 3, 4, 5, 6 months or more? Quote, findings provide first experimental evidence of prolonged delayed eating versus daytime eating, showing that delayed eating eating at later at night can also raise insulin, fasting glucose, cholesterol, and triglyceride levels. What? Yes. So they basically did a thing where they compared people eating between 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. and another group eating between 11 p.m. and 9. Um, sorry, between, sorry, sorry, 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. and then noon to 11 p.m. That, those were the two groups. So the noon to 11 p.m., obviously, we eat, we're eating a lot later. Is it messing with our natural cycles? Yes. Are there natural cycles? Yes. Are we animals? Yes. And, and so when we play approaching the natural, when we approach the natural and sort of play into our natural drives and cycles and inclinations, we tend to do better. Do we need to get militant about it? No. Are you going to die if you have one late, late night meal because you flew from you know, Miami to Tulsa and you're, you missed the meals and you got out and, you, and you're really hungry and you eat at 10 and that's going to undo f- 74 years of your life? No, of course not. In general, if you finish eating by 7-ish, is that going to be a better deal and, and, and don't eat again till 8 or 9 the next morning? Is that going to allow your body to, to digest better, to be more efficient, to process and metabolize better for you? Yes, it is. And just studies are showing. But some of these studies are like I go, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, duh. You know, it's like they're duh. I'm glad they're being studied because then I can go like, well, there's a study. But but also there's called it's called common sense. But... Um, yeah, it's crazy. Eating later, quote, can promote a negative profile of weight, energy, and hormone markers. I mean, it's, it's just what it is. You throw your body off, you put, you start feeding it when in nature we would never eat at 11 PM ever because it's dark and we got to sleep because it's dark and we can't see anything in the, you know, in nature. So we go to sleep and we wake up and during the day we freaking eat. So I've been doing this for a while and it's been working incredibly well for me, but it's just kind of cool. And I, again, I'll link to this article, kind of cool to see that. At that study happen again again it's just being inked it's not the first study you know what i'm saying not the first freaking study on that note i still am doing the wim hof uh thing every day every day go back and listen i did a video on it a while ago on my youtube channel um i do the breathing i mean i have not literally not missed a day i'm kind of nutty about it a little bit like i i, I don't want to miss a day and so there's that i'm playing with that sort of militant drive that i have in my brain like i should probably force myself to miss a day but at the same time, it's 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 the breathing is no brainer because I'm just kind of doing it when I I really have time. It's not a struggle a struggle at all. And the shower 
is like five minutes. So when I go like, eh, I go, it's five minutes. Like it is the ultimate perfect small step for me. It's like five to seven minutes tops. So I go like, eh, I end up going like, yeah, I can do five minutes. You know, like if it was a half hour, I pop, I totally have missed days, but it's what it is. But the other day I w- went for a run on the river. Uh, I've been running one day a week, you guys, very proud. And uh, <laughs> I need to, I really want to run more. I just been writing music. That's where my brain is. But I f- went for a three mile run and I'm along this river and I was like, I think I want to get in the river. And so I, it was only three mile run for me. That's not that much. And so I had some time before I had to be at work and I just took off my clothes. No, I had my shorts on. Look, everybody calm down. I didn't break laws um, and got in the river and just sat there and it was cold. I'm colder than my showers. Like it was cold. And, uh, but only for like two or three minutes. And then all of a sudden my body kicked freaking into gear. So cool. I'm doing breathing, no shivering, just hanging out. And all of a sudden it just felt great. And I was there, I think I did seven minutes. I'm gonna do it again tomorrow. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. Okay, so go, did I mention my YouTube video already? Go, go, it, I talk music. The title of the video is Let's Talk Music. I really, um, music has been, it's a weird thing. I had a, I'm not gonna tell a lot. Go see the video. It's an eight minute video. But there's been a struggle within me. Even Lisa was like, as well as I know you, like I didn't know you've been kind of grappling with this. And and I mean, she sees me starting to write music again. And she knew me. I mean, we were married in, you know, we got married in 1994. And I mean, that's like when music was really for me starting to hit. And I, I did it for another 15 years with her, you know, married. Um, so she saw the whole thing and saw me say, I can't do this. I'm tired of it and move up here and the whole thing. Um, but I've been grappling with sort of the identity around that and that, and, and, and it is so hundred percent related to what I do now and my, my approach to health and happiness and, and, and how there is an identity, uh, shift. And it was hard for me to almost felt like I couldn't play music because now I was quote, no longer a musician and it's a bunch of crap. And I know that it's a bunch of crap, but that's just kind of what, again, cognitive dissonance. Like I know heart of hearts, this is about the love that I had initially of music, and it got lost in in the in the trying to make it a career, and and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just what happened for me. I just said I can't. I can't. It's, it was. It, I stopped enjoying it. That's really what happened. I stopped enjoying it, and so I moved up here. Well, I enjoy it, and I'm coming back on it uh, for that reason. So I did the I did the video on that, and just um, and just yeah, that's what it is. So let's talk about the um, this week's episode, shall we? Um, Daydream believer. I wanted to talk about, um, it's related to the diversify episode that I did, but I got a comment from the client that I just finished with and I had just such a great time. And I have to tell you, like, I'll tell you a funny little story that happened to her and I I asked her for permission if I could use this in the podcast and she said, yes. So, um, so I'm going to do that. Otherwise I don't like share stuff. (laughs) Anyway. Um, obviously. So she's thousands of people. I just want to share your confidential stuff with whoever I can meet. Um, but anyway, she said one time that she's not snacking as much. Um, there's, she has more on her mind. And, and what I want to talk about this week is, is the effect of, of small stepping on what fills your day, um, mind more specifically than what fills your day. Because what fills your day are the things of, of, of the day. What fills your day are the things of your day, your job, your commute, your shopping for food, your cooking for food, your cleaning up the kitchen, 
But all the while there is thinking going on. You guys know that. It's the mind chatter. And so we can meditate and we can stop and we can stop for 20 minutes and we can put our hands on our knees and we can and we can watch our thoughts go by. But then but then and that's great. But then we 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 re-engage in our lives and, and, and we're busy, but we're also thinking. It's just the chatter's going on. It's we daydream. And that's how I kind of call it. We daydream. We kind of, if we have a moment, we're daydreaming or we're kind of going through scenarios or, or that kind of thing. What small stepping does is so far beyond the steps list itself. And here's what I mean. And, and I have a task for you guys this week, by the way. But more on that in a second. Um, the steps list that I advocate for are so varied. Uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm a small steps coach, but I'm also a certified nutritionist. So most people think, oh, you, you, you coach on small stepping with food. And, and I actually rarely, it, it's so rare that if you notice how often I don't talk about food in this podcast, rarely. I mean, the last two episodes, I touched upon some food-related concepts, but of the 195 episodes, 1% of the time I talk about food, maybe 2%. I, I really try to because for me, it's never about food. It's just people come to food. They want to lose weight. They think it's all about food. It's not. Food is the solution to the life you're living. Let's make changes in the life you're living and food is going to follow suit. It's, 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 it's the natural way of things. But so the steps list that I advocate for with you guys and with my clients are the steps list are very varied. They are they are they delve into areas that sometimes people didn't see coming. They delve into areas that, by the way, are listed in your first task. When you say I am a marathoner, that's when the step list uh, is is you you've added a step to that list that is related somehow to marathoning. Of course, it's not going to be running a marathon, but it's going to be walking around your living room for one minute. That's your that's your there you go, and we're off. Are there steps related directly to food? Of course. When I work with clients, guess what? I usually leave those to the very end because most clients come to me about food. They come to me about, or at least physical issues, let's say, that they believe are 100% about food. And I go, well, let's play with food later, but but not yet. Well, why? Well, because let's get clear on the life you want to live and let's get clear on who you are. And then and then eventually we're going to know who that what that person eats. I mean, that's essentially what goes on. I, I, I don't want to give you a diet or give you food recommendations because it might not be you. I don't know you. I don't eat 100% healthy. I've talked about it a thousand times. I enjoy myself a single malt scotch. Um, I don't eat 100% healthy. But I found a balance because of based on who I am and that thing shifts over time again because it's always based on who I am and it's based on my life, my children and my wife and my life and my job and all this, my travel. Those things change. I don't have a regimented, like I eat the same thing every day. I don't. I eat similar types of things. I stay in a nutritional realm that allows me to do the other things that I want to do in my life, to be sure. But where my interests lie, and this is why my YouTube video about music is so 100% relevant to food or to our other healthy habits is because the steps on anybody's list are so varied that they are filling out a life that sometimes seems pretty narrow to you. You go, all I do is work because you because th- it takes a lot of time to work and it's you're with you add in the commute both ways. Sometimes it's your whole day and when you get home you're exhausted and all you can do is watch a TV show. Or so you think. But when the small steps comes in, all of a sudden you go, well before I turn on my TV show, I'm going to spend 2 minutes playing guitar. I'm going to spend 2 minutes writing 
uh, free writing, a, a paragraph. I'm going to spend two minutes journaling. I'm going to spend two minutes writing two lines or three lines of, of a poem. I'm going to spend a few minutes listening to music or reading a poem. I'm going to spend a few minutes texting somebody that I haven't talked to in a while, but I want to send some a, a nice message because it makes me feel good and makes them feel good. Little moments of of regaining who you are and how that translates. Where the daydream believer, that's just the title from the monkey song, whatever, it's irrelevant, but where the daydream thing comes in is because beyond the step itself, when you have a steps list, a step, let's say, of uh, you know writing a paragraph of a story, you know, making up a story, one, one story a day, paragraph, long story, as stupid as you can make it. I mean, it doesn't even matter. But when you do that and you're done with it, you've accomplished it. I'm number one. You've taken greater control of your life because you're intentionally doing something. But then what happens over time is all of a sudden you're at this work that you don't love. Let's say you don't like your job. I'm just saying you don't like, you actually don't like, it. I know that about you, but let's say hypothetically, if somebody else doesn't also, all of a sudden during the work, they're thinking about this thing. They're writing again and they're thinking of ideas. Oh, tonight I'm going to, I'm going to write about this. Oh, that's like, oh my God. All of a sudden it comes in. You go that, oh, that's great. I'm going to write about, that's a funny story. That would be a funny story. And again, what I talked about earlier in this episode is it's a moment almost of somebody else. It's voice in your head. You're so used to uh, the stress of our messaging. You're so used to, and now I have to do this when I get home and I'm a crappy person. I shouldn't have had that thing and I shouldn't have done that. And I probably should have run this morning. I did and I did, 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 or you're replaying in your brain some confrontation you had or something you want to tell your mom, but you know you're never going to tell your mom, but you might as well play it out in your head and make your heart rate go up without any benefit at all um, to the relationship. And and all of a sudden now you're watching, now you're, 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 you've got this on your mind. And the this of this is positive. The this of this is lower stress. It is you being engaged. And this is the difference of, of why I'm so crazy jazzed, no pun intended. Hello, jazz is music. I don't play jazz. Um, but why I'm so jazzed about what's going on with me musically as if I'm not involved because it's kind of like that. I'm just watching it happen. I'm showing up and playing my guitar and loving it. I'm just watching it like I'm watching television. Um, I'm so jazzed about it is because I'm not only playing the music, which is 30, 40 minutes Two, two, three times a week. We're not talking about a big deal, but I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it at other times. I've, I bought myself another pocket journal that I've talked about, a little moleskin paper cover, pot, literally in the back pocket thing. Here it is. Listen, that's the moleskin journal. And I have it in my pocket and I'm writing down ideas and I'm thinking about it. And every time we craft our lives such that our daydreams become positive and our daydreaming becomes associated with things of beauty and joy and productivity and artistic creation and relationships that we want. Who knows? Every time we do that on a physical level, our stress comes down. On a physical level, our immune systems strengthen. On a physical level, our digestion kicks back in. These are things that don't do well when we are stressed all the time and do better when we're not. We can overcomplicate this and we can make this about T cells and natural killer cells and immune system and digestion and hydrochloric acid and enzymes. And we can get to the all the nitty gritty of that. And it's amazing that we know all that stuff. It's incredible. 
But for us day to day to live the lives we want to live as healthy and happy as we want, it is this and this alone. Lower your overall stress. Figure out how to do this. Do I think I have the best way to do that? Yes, I do. Could I be wrong? Of course. But I think I have the best way because I've seen it and it just works probably not for everybody. So maybe I'll just say it's the best thing for for some. And that is to take steps to grab Grab, did you like the pronunciation? I could edit that out, but why would I? Grab your power and grab your life back. Say, I'm, I'm taking this back because sometimes we lose ourselves in the context of our lives. We lose ourselves in the realities that present. We lose ourselves because we have a crisis at work. We lose ourselves because we have a crisis in our own health. We lose ourselves because we have a family member who gets sick, and we have to t- attend to those crises to be sure. And But when we do that, we often give ourselves up to get into that. We go, I got just, this is what I do. And everything that we are and everything that we love about our lives or want to pursue in our lives gets put on hold. And all I'm saying is it doesn't have to be put on hold. It might need to be minimized, but it never should be put on hold because that's who you are. And when you grab that stuff and hold that dear, you are better able to care for others. You are better able to dispense of your own kindness and mission of, of helping people if that's what you do. When you are the example of vibrancy and health, when your body is strong and supple and vibrant and your mind is working because it's going to when it's in that situation of, of increased health, you do you, you do you better. You, you do the you better. And daydreaming about that is creating this thing where even when your mind wanders, it's of a higher quality than it was before. Not only are you doing the steps of changing the the time of your day the, shifting the proportion of time spent doing what you love versus not now again you might like your job but there's you know whatever but i'm talking about it is a shift of proportion when you spend 3 minutes when i spent 5 minutes playing guitar you know 3 months ago when i would play 5 minutes a week that was a shift an actual shift now most people go 5 minutes a week nothing it's inconsequential and i just disagree completely i don't think it's inconsequential inconse- at all i think it's the most consequential because it's making this crack that I talk about this, this, this crack in your, in my wall of behaviors where I go, uh, I, I, I can't play in my mind. I mean, I can, but I can't. And this is what I mean. I could pl- have played 45 minutes every morning. I could figure out, I could get up 45 minutes early and force myself in. Technically I can pull that off, but I can't me, me. I know that about myself. And I know that if I did that, it would wear me out. And it would make me miserable and make me hate music. And eventually I would put the guitar down and never play it again or just put it away for a very, very long time. Instead, that five minutes is massive, massive because it's what I can take on that brings me back to the joy of that act. And then I start thinking about it in addition. That is actual time spent on your life. We want to throw these things away. We want to say, eh, that's, eh, that's no, that's, that's nothing. And I go, no, no, that's everything. That five minutes you spend every morning, uh, you know, writing lyrics to a song, even if you throw them out, makes a shift in your life so profound that all of a sudden you're daydreaming and you catch yourself thinking about a song. You catch yourself thinking about something else you might want to take on because you've proven to yourself that you can do this thing, that you're not locked, you're not trapped, you're not in a rut, actually but that you have absolute power when you realize that it only takes sometimes a matter of seconds to start a chain reaction of actual action and different thinking in your mind. 
where you find yourself in a physical pleasure state because you're thinking of something fun and creative and funny. And every moment that you do that is one less moment that you're thinking about the crap job that you don't like or the report you have due or financial stress or whatever. And you can still have time, obviously, to attend to those things because you're not changing your entire life upside down to play music eight hours a day and quitting your job and I'm going on the road. You're playing five minutes, but it's bleeding into so many other areas of your life that it's making you overall more happy. And therefore, I argue, as I said at the beginning of this episode, more healthy. The happier you are, truly, the healthier you are. And truly, the healthier you are, the happier you are. And all of a sudden, as you're daydreaming and you're becoming more of this person thinking of these cool things, that's when you don't make the choices maybe that you would have made the day before with regard to food. You're more positive and you don't need that treat food so much. It's not the solution that it once was because it's unnecessary. It's an unnecessary solution. You up the quality of your daydreaming, the substance of it. And and, and in fact, like I talk about light box, heavy box food, like this is heavy box daydreaming. This is like upping the quality. Again, like in that analogy of food, like every food has calories. I talk about that's throwaway. Fat, protein, carbohydrate, bleh, I spit on it. I don't care. What I care about is the stuff that comes with those calories, the vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, antioxidants, fiber, and water, the stuff that makes our machines run well so that when we're burning those calories, we're, we're, we're doing it in an efficient, clean way. Again, the analogy back is we chatter all the time in our minds. The thoughts are always happening. That's a given. That's just what it is. That's a throwaway, of course. But when we up the quality of the things that we think about by actually taking real action in a small stepper's way, which is so minimal that you can just do it and see what that happens. See how much you think about that stuff at all other times in your life. You may be surprised. Nay, you 100% will be surprised. Guaranteed? Yes. You owe your money back that you spent on this podcast. I will refund everybody's money that they spent on this episode if you don't find that to be true. Okay. I'm going to finish up there, but I'm going to tell you this funny story that my client told me it was okay to tell you. So she finishes this month of this month. This is what people do with me. They work for a month with me. That's the deal. No more, no less than a month. And because, and that's not even enough truly, but it's enough to learn the system. Like that's all I need. But then to make the real change is longer than a month, but I'm setting them, actually setting them up for success. Just like I hope I am with you guys. Okay. And with the YouTube videos. But so she's literally the last few days of the work, she loves fencing. This is her thing. So we had fencing steps on her steps list. Very cool, like minimal things day to day. Very cool. But on the last week of her work with me, her fencing instructor told her, I swear to you, this is so funny, that she needed to make smaller steps in fencing. It's like, you know why? Because as she's making, her stride was too big. And if you have to change directions super fast, you can't do it if your legs are too spread out. If you have littler steps, you can, you're a little more light and you can change direction, the opposite direction more fluidly and more quickly. Do you see the metaphor just smacking you in the face? I'm just, I'm just living in this metaphor right now. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Like we had a good laugh about it because in the last week he's like, yeah, you got to make your steps smaller so that you can change direction. And how cool is that? And when you guys make your steps smaller in terms of the actions that you want to take, you do change directions or you try new directions. You're engaged in a minimally stressful way, in a way that doesn't take over your life and cause great upheaval and upset in the, you know, with other people in your life and with your job. 
but you're, you're, you're diving in in little ways and you can just dive into all these other areas and you can change direction in your life. You can because it is in your power and it is in your control. I just want you to know it. And I want you to come back here every week to be reminded of it because it's there already and nobody can take that away from you. You grab it back and you hold it and you use it and you live your life more each day on your terms. That's how that is. Not my terms, your terms. I live my life more each day on my terms. You do it for you. And that's how we differ. But how we remain the same is that we come at our lives in that way and we say, you know what? I'm not giving this away. I'm not giving you my strength. I'm not giving you my power. I got to do certain things. I got to pay bills. I get it. But I get the minute here and I get the minute there and I get the five minutes there. And that's what makes my dreaming and my daydreaming and my thoughts positive. And that's what makes my life overall better than it was yesterday. And tomorrow it's going to be even better than it was today. Got it? All right, you guys. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Um, And... uh, if you want to email me, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. If you want to shoot me an email, let me know how things are going. Um, I did not mention this before, but if you feel the need and and desire and or desire to throw me some uh, loose change to the podcast, you can go to sidgarzahillman.com, click on the donation button and donate. And you can set up a little monthly thing. Literally a dollar a month would be amazing. I, I'm not kidding. Okay. So if you just have a little bit of change, this is a, 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 the medium of podcasting is my favorite thing ever, but it's free. And we, we podcasters unite and we are bringing you some, some pretty cool uncensored, uh, content and it does take work. Um, I, I'm happy to offer it for free, but if you guys feel like kicking me some change, then I'll take it. Right. Okay. You guys listen, the task I was talking to you about next week, before episode 196, put a step on your list that is 100% unrelated or so you think to what you think you want to change in your life. If you go, I got to eat better, put a step on your list that has nothing to do with food, nothing at all seemingly to do with food. Write a little story each day. Listen to some music intention. It's like I'm going to listen to five minutes of music that I love and just really listen to it. Not do other things while I'm listening, but really listen to it. I'm going to play something. I'm going to talk to an old friend. I'm going to declutter my house. Something completely unrelated to food at all or the thing that you think is the thing. Do Do something totally unrelated to the thing and just see what happens. All right, you guys? And until I come back next week for episode 196, be well. If you want to run away with me, pack your things and come with me. We'll finally see what it is to be. If you want to spend your life with me, cut your ties and come with me. Disappear quietly So if you can cross that line
Is he- 